Hello and welcome to In Star Trek We Trust, a Star Trek podcast. This episode we will be discussing Picard, episode 4, Absolute Candor. My name is Ethan, and I'm joined. You're joined by Kevin. We can have some absolute candor right now. I was just going to suggest that we do the whole episode with absolute candor. Mm. We will. We always have. All right. Sir, you smell great. (laughs) Thank you. Being being filled with candor. Mm. So here we are, four episodes in, and... It was interesting, we were discussing a little bit before recording, and we said, there's really nothing to talk about in this episode. The, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's a, not a great way to start off an episode, but... Um, <laughs> Absolute candor. My <laughs> my feeling coming out of it was, because um, I watched it a couple times, and um, my feeling coming out of it was, it was an episode that I feel like did a lot but at the same time it didn't do much i like that it sets up the relationship between picard and um spock or excuse me elnor Um, you two spocks now right um going back to when elnor was little and then we see when we see elnor as a young adult but the show actually did the episode did a lot with regard to um romulan uh world building we learned a lot about the romulan as a people and their lore and their history and the show's doing a lot of that that yeah that like it's well the i mean to use a you know unimaginative uh comparison but like it's peeling back this onion that is the romulans i mean we're seeing more and more about them that we never knew before Mm um obviously all the result of this catastrophic event that took out the whole planet and just sort of put the whole empire into disarray but um yeah it's interesting all we ever saw before was sort of the high level of government and military for romulans because they are they were a highly secretive people and as um uh she said a few weeks ago i'm blanking on her name picard's roommate rumi the irish the irish romulan Mm -hmm. uh said you can put secret in front of anything Romulan yes. related so um, yeah it's and so this week was very interesting to see um, w- more detail on the Romulan just sort of as a society because we've only again we've only seen the government side of it we never, we've never really seen much of the civilian yes. side of it so yeah um, and the thing that I thought was good great about this episode was there was a lot of time spent on character development and right. relationship development and it's interesting that that's why sort of why i felt there's not much to talk about because so much of it was just not only character dialogue but just characters developing relationships and when you look to each other when you look changes. at it when you look at it from the lens of what of the overall arc of the season where this episode is you know moving it this felt a little bit like a filler episode in that sense because it decided to focus on to your point strictly character development Mm -hmm. i think overall for the seasonal plot it barely moved the needle forward a little bit which was okay but but i would disagree when you say filler because part of what i think we should like about a show yep is hanging out with the characters 
Oh, totally. No, I'm not saying yeah. that it's, it's a filler. It's, it's, it's a, a negative connotation to filler. No, I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, I don't want to compare too much to Discovery. <laughs> we say that every week, and then we <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. It's, never, like the, it's like the version of, I don't want to offend you, but, and then I, and then I will proceed to offend never you. Never this early in the episode. Yeah. Um, well, there were some frustrations. I, I said it when I got, when I got here, because you were watching the episode. I was like... They were when they were having that scene of exploitation. I was like, this was beginning to frustrate me because I oh, felt exposition, I was, not exploitation. I'm sorry, exposition. Exploitation was later with the yeah. leather-clad Romulan. I said this was approaching discovery levels. So I had to I had to go back and watch this a couple times. This is when they were sort of peeling back the onion of the Romulan people, and they were like, well, not only introducing that, all these names. I'm like, wait, who, what is this? My problem is when they were peeling back the onion of the current situation of this particular Romulan outpost colony. That's right. when. I, there was Every, just a lot everything has a name and they all to me sound similar yeah so there were two things about that first i thought well i do like when they just sort of drop you into a world and have you figure it out mm. but because we were only at this world for one episode it did i mean i followed it fine and it was interesting how it was done because we had the um fenris rangers <clears throat> right and then car Kantar, one of the petty warlords who had gotten a bird of prey yep so who we never meet by the way no yeah and so once i heard rangers i kind of knew like okay they must be the quote-unquote good guys right but then i thought are they starfleet affiliated like who are they what are they doing right um and so i think this gets me to another thing that, that i liked about the episode was that we sort of got this setup of okay, this is a planet, and the planet is covered with a shield, and there's yep. drones, and the drones protect it. And as soon as that, I I thought, oh good god, we're gonna watch <laughs> like a 25 minute ship versus what's the name of their ship? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't does it have a name? Yeah. Oh, I forget. I had it written down yeah. somewhere. We should know the name. Of the ship. You were afraid they were gonna try to bust through the atmosphere, and there's gonna be this whole like drone chase sequence right yes. kind of like in uh the premiere discovery. of discovery when they were going down to the asteroid and being or, yeah, the two. or worse <laughs> yeah. the finale of season two uh with the drones but so i just thought like oh and then i also got flashbacks of um rogue one mm. and i thought oh no they're gonna spend all this time trying to break through the perimeter of the planet and yeah and thankfully well thankfully and confusingly uh <laughs> they set all that up and then next scene picard's on the planet right because they just decided to pay in cash. <laughs> but so I was, conf- I, I thought a couple things. Maybe there was a scene that was cut out yeah. of them getting through. Because it was very strange. Because as it was, we had an entire scene of them discussing all the ways that it's going to be hard to get onto this planet. And then we never saw how they got onto the planet. Well, I think that if they had decided to go that route and have like a 25 minute scene of them trying to get onto the planet. Oh yeah, no, it would have been terrible. It wouldn't have given them enough time to focus on the development that... We yes. got throughout the, but again, maybe, I mean, because they they do these shows as if they're being aired on a network, so like, you know, you could they still could have included it, right? The episode would have run a little bit longer, but who cares? Yeah. I know, I, 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 I that would have been the least interesting part of the episode in yes. my opinion. But that is the thing that bothers world. me about shows. Yeah, is when they still keep to this network time. Yeah, um, I love shows that take as long as they need right like black mirror every episode or most episodes are different lengths right uh even game of thrones wound up doing that so. yeah i mean the 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 discovery finale such sweet sorrow part two ran a, 
significantly longer than the average. It was like an hour long without factoring in the ads. It was about an hour long. Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah. But that was the only instance where that's happened. Yeah. So. And, you know, if they ever want to air it, which maybe is what they're thinking, CBS, just cut it down. They do it with other shows. Yeah, but, you, you know, really you run you run the risk of cutting down important things. But, yeah. you know. Plus, you know, give us the people that are paying to watch Star Trek yeah. something extra. Well, it's interesting, too, just to make a side comment. Like, I'm watching, you're watching it, too, I think. We're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, the new season on, on HBO, and I'm noticing that even though, you know, HBO is a obviously a premium channel, there are no ads, no commercials, those episodes, which are traditionally 30 minutes or so, they're running, like, 49 to 50 minutes now. Like, they're mm. airing way longer now, and I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah, they're just taking Let's, as long as they need. You know, take as long as you need, or, you know. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so it seems like it just is very, very strange. Take all that time to explain mm. and then not show it. So it makes me think that a scene got cut or something like that. But I'm glad because, like I said, that would have been the least interesting thing. So one of my favorite things about this episode was that we got a little space battle, mm. but it was very little. Yeah. And it was mostly people talking. Yeah. Which is great. The big things here really were... <clears throat> the character development right we got a nice flashback of Picard <clears throat> settling the Romulans right we got to find out about this sisterhood of Romulan mm-hmm. monk warriors yep the Romulan Jedi if you will yeah and we got to see yeah we got to see like the actual evacuation taking place right kind of thing well sort of I mean it was it was but the, the episode establishes that it was already happening Yes, because before the before the Mars attack, it was a long-term so, process. which only raises another question for me, sort of. I mean, I, I sort of have to go back and maybe watch the the uh, first two episodes, but like the first three episodes, like it seemed to me that the reason why Romulans were not fully evacuated was because of the attack, and the entire fleet was destroyed. But the attack, but the the relocation was already happening. Before the before Mars was attacked, so it's like, well, wait a minute, Starfleet, but we still have all those ships. Why are we, you know? But so they pulled back, even though they still would have, they still had the means to do it. They still had all the transport. They still had some transport vessels to do it. Right. Yeah. And clearly, we now know there was some conspiracy involving Starfleet and mm-hmm. the Tal Shiar. Right. Likely. Right. It's it's. It's weird to me that these Romulans want to destroy all the synthetic life because if the Romulans still don't like the Federation, mm-hmm. the synths attacked Mars, right? So they're kind of taking out their enemy in a way, if, assuming the powers are still... Right. But I guess behind the scenes... Each other, you know? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's interesting. I wonder if what we'll see is that... The real power lies at the highest levels. Yeah. And they have this old alliance behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're even pitting the people against each other for their own ends. Possibly. Mm. Just an observation. Yeah. 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 Hopefully I didn't miss anything with that, so. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that calendar is called Vashti. Yep. And... I'm just going to jump ahead a bit, but... That's okay. We have Picard goes there. First off, mm. incredibly arrogantly, 
he just shows up and thinks, you know, okay, I abandoned them and they're yeah. living in poverty and whatnot, but I'm just going to show up. I'm going to, you know, a nice, friendly hello. Mm-hmm. It's going to win him over <laughs> with my charm. And uh, surprise, surprise, he does not win them over with his charm. Right. Now, the sisterhood still respects him and yep. likes him. Yep. Um, Which is interesting. Yes. They get it. <clears throat> because they have absolute candor. They have absolute candor, right. Yeah. So why would they lie about it? So it's definitely right. true. Um, and then we get this kid. Elnor. Elnor. Which is interesting that when they show the flashback and he's being nice to him, they say, but I was told you don't like kids. So <laughs> I it don't. was sort of like... Yeah. Because, you know, fans are like, he hates kids, why would he be doing this? Well, the, 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 the funny thing about that was, even though they kind of established it multiple times throughout Next Generation that he hated kids, you get the sense that going on through the show, like especially in the episode Disaster, when he's stuck in the turbo lift with three kids, that he begins to warm up to them. Mm. And that it was some character development for Picard. Like, it started off with him not liking children, He didn't like Wes- and he didn't like Wesley in the beginning. He grew to like Wesley... And, you know, those kids I just mentioned. So you got the sense that he was becoming at least more comfortable. Yeah. And, he was and then he got the Captain Picard day. Yeah. Which yeah. he hated. <laughs> which he hated. But I think it was just, I don't think it was about the kids. I just think it was more about the, you He's know, not one to want the spotlight. Right. Despite the fact that he saved that banner. <laughs> Someone did. But um, but even then, he saved the banner. That should tell you. Oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good that, um, it, I mean, it made sense. And he got yeah. along with this kid. I mean, it was a little... I didn't love the opening, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it was... I, mean, I, I thought I, it was fine. Here's but... a term I don't usually use, but I do teach teenagers, so yeah. their language gets in. But it, it was kind of cringy to me. I mean, I use that word, but... yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, they set up the relationship between him and Elnor, but they don't really do much Yeah, and all the Hillary and Elnor the... stuff, I found it a little cringy. Yeah. First off, I like that he makes Picard pitch him on his mission, and yeah. I feel like he knew full well he was going to say no, because he wanted to get that moment of being like, right. screw you, yeah. I'm not going to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he shows up and helps him, so whatever. But what I did like is, once they get on the ship, Picard lays into him. That's what, I love that. And it was two things I liked about it. One is that, like, well, this kid probably does need like a father figure. And Picard's Clearly. gonna be that. Yep. And Picard maybe knows that. And plus, it's just Picard being Picard, where it's you know yep. highest ethics, and mm-hmm. though you can kill people, we're not gonna kill people. And Picard is not. We're gonna do it my way, even though he was just begging him for his help. Even though now he's still like, you're doing it my way, or you're not doing it. Even though Elnor could, you know, easily not that he would, Elnor could easily take out Picard because he's such a skilled fighter. Picard is still not. Picard's not afraid of. Picard's not afraid to lay into him and like, you know Picard's not afraid of him, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And he probably does recognize that yeah. this kid needs some guidance and I'm gonna give it yeah. to him. Although Picard can fence. With stick. Yeah. <laughs> no, he can use a fencing foil. He did it yeah, many times on Next Generation. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But he's now Well the thing about it is I know that scene between the two of them served the purpose you said. But the problem with me was, I'm looking at it and I said, well, you're going to join them because I know that you're part of the cast. Right. Yeah, that's true. But, so, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that. 
so uh, other character stuff because it is character and it was interesting to see that um rafi's a little um defensive about yep. wanting to get to free cloud mm-hmm. which surprised me right you're so eager to get to free cloud mm-hmm. and yeah she's just like, i'm not eager to get there so I, I, i'm not sure what that's about because we still don't really know what free cloud is yeah it, it, the person i do not like so far in the show mm. i just i do not i'm not really taken with this captain of this interesting because again he he is exactly the person that i was afraid the show was going to be populated with remember mm-hmm. when i said way way back like it's going to be again it's going to be Picard and the yeah what did i say the deplorable something like that yeah and it would be like a um uh the firefly yeah Picard. and he is all of them have not managed to be that he's the only one well i would say yeah but he's only one of them but yeah he's not Right. Four of them. What I mean is though, like he's fitting that profile. The rest of them, but the rest of them are not. Right. But I'm saying there's also he, there's four versions of him that we've seen so true, far. True. Or three. And I don't. Even, I don't even get that. I don't even know what the hell's going. He's got a hologram for everything. Yeah. Which I don't fucking get. And they're all him. Wait, why are they all him? <laughs> like it's bothering me. I don't know. Some, <laughs> just programmed it for some way. reason. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is kind of odd. I mean, I kind of like the one that came up for fighting battles. That was kind of funny. It was kind of funny, but like. I, I don't know. It's, it was just, it, his. I, yeah, he's exactly what I was afraid of on the show. Yeah, and I, and I just. But you know what? I think that he. I think it's a front with him, honestly. Yeah. Somewhat, because right. like Picard said, you're still a Starfleet officer here. You're keeping right. to the same like regimen of a Starfleet officer. You're still keeping everything perfectly clean. So I think it's you know he's reading the book about, but it's our like we're all gonna die, man. You know like, yeah. he's got that vibe, but I think it's it's. But all when kind we of a when we first met him last week and he's smoking the cigar and he's got the shrapnel in his yeah. shoulder and being she's shirtless badass. Before we even said anything, I'm like, yep. I'm like, I know exactly what this character is. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then, I know, you know exactly what? what this is. If if I'm reading that that's just a front, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's because he's not pulling off the role that well. Yeah. Or he, it is he's the stereotypical. I mean, we, he's a stereotypical bad boy, deplore, like deplorable. I think like, he's more deplorable. I don't know, because there's another word that well, I'm I trying can, to. Th- I can never not be Hillary Clinton calling Trump supporters basket of deplorables in 2016. No, this is the word is gone to me. There's a word I <laughs> keep wanting to use the term, and I can't think of it. I said it back in May when we were talking about. I said it's going to be Picard and a bunch of something and i can't remember what the word i said i i, I it's deplorable like yeah yeah so yeah i i'm 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 not i'm not too into this character right now so yeah i think it's fine because honestly he hasn't done a whole lot yeah i mean he flies the ship right and he every once in a while talks to um dr mm-hmm. girardi 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 um now the other stuff that's going on um oh yeah wait let's make sure we're oh, done with characters that's okay we might as well do it in a segment because um, I do want to talk about your favorite, your least favorite scene. So, gee, uh, every, I'm sure it's every scene. Come on. <laughs> uh, oh, one more thing about Picard. So, yeah. at the end, this right, whole thing is about Picard. Yeah, but no, is it on the word cube? It's not really Picard focused. Well, that's where I was gonna go. I know, but yeah. let's finish with the other stuff. <laughs> so, uh, then his arrogance comes out again. He's going to leave the planet, and he mm-hmm. goes and he stages what. Seemed like a civil rights era yes, lunch yes, counter yes, yes, sit-in. Yes, 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 yes. 
So it's not enough that he's just going to go and eat there, but he takes the sign, right? pulls it off, throws it on the ground, steps on it. Steps on it. Walks in. Again, gives him a nice, polite how do you, hello. How do you do? How are you doing? And then he sits down. And he's like, just through my sheer will, I'm going to bring unity between Terrans and mm-hmm. Romulans. And then somebody wants to kill him. Now, here's the thing. I don't... Maybe this is me, but I don't understand fully why the Romulans are so pissed off at him. Well, I mean, they established that he abandoned them. Yes. But at the same time, I kind of the same thought you do. Because he, we see in the opening teaser that he left because Mars was under attack. Yes. They seemed pretty well established and self-sustaining at that point. Yeah. So and, it's and like, what else do you want him to do? Right. And they say things like, you took advantage of us at our weakest moment. We were, and you scattered us and confused us. Well, a few things. One, I, it's not as if people were lining up to rescue them. And they said, no, sorry, Picard's got this, guys. Take go. Nobody else right. is rescuing them. Right. I get the sense that if Picard hadn't done that, they right. would have all been destroyed. Right. So. I think it was because, I think it would have been different if Picard rescued them but not all of them because he you know like in other words if he got as many people out of there as he could before the thing went supernova but the fact that he deliberately went back and starfleet pulled away so like think of it think of it from their point of view they were resistant to it they were resistant to it as established in the comics yes they were they were sort of resistant to this relocation effort to begin with and they finally let their guard down and they they sort of give into it and they say okay let's you can relocate us then halfway into it they leave them behind and from their point of view you know yeah we should have trusted you in the first place we never should have trusted you in the first place yes i get all that but it's almost like it's almost like from their point of view Mm -hmm. they were lulled into this sort of false sense of security or they were betrayed in a way where they were betrayed but if it just seems like they didn't have any other option. There was no other... Well, but, like, if he hadn't intervened, then every single one of them would have died, and at least many of them lived. Well, it would have been a different story if the evacuation of Romulus hadn't begun before the attack on Mars. But as we now find out, yeah. the relocation effort was beginning even before the Mars attack occurred. So it wasn't right. as if, like, the Mars attack happened, and, no, we can't do this anymore. Like, there was an active decision to say, okay, no, stop. Yeah. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah, I mean, which I I'm sure get that, right? Which but only begs we... the question: If there were Romulans inside of Starfleet, like, were they in Starfleet at that time? And are they the ones who said no? Well, I think what we or what we're expecting is that somehow Romulans, probably the Tal Shiar, are involved in the attack on Mars in mm-hmm. order to. Uh, stop the evacuation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so, then Starfleet said, but after, even though the entire evacuation armada was not destroyed, Starfleet made a deliberate choice to not continue with with it. Um, I mean, I do get it. But at that point, you have to ask yourself, like, well, what else, like, what are the planets are there to evacuate? I mean, there could, I'm sure there are other ones, but, you know... Yeah, it just seems that with the passage of time, he he rescued some of them. 
Right. I don't know. Yeah, that's all. But so then it's sort of like he could have been like, well, I, I didn't have to help you at all. Right. And yeah. like they say, you took advantage of us in our moment of need. How by saving some of you? Yeah. And then you left us scattered and confused. Well, if they really wanted to destroy them, they would have just done nothing. If that was their plan. Right. To like wipe them out, right. they would have done nothing, and they actually would have been wiped out. Well, the Romulans, in my opinion, have never really proven themselves to be very uh, understanding, and they're willing to. Uh, they've always, they they're fitting the profile of Romulans who are always difficult to uh, deal with. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I guess I could. They're never really fully. Romulans are not fully transparent in that sense. Like they're just, you know, they they always they want to sort of. It's always them against everybody. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so they want to be angry. I get it. I get it. It just seems like their level of anger is it's it, the level of anger is as if Starfleet caused the thing that destroyed them rather than right. rescued them but didn't finish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but typical Romulan arrogance fits the profile of them not wanting help from Starfleet to be evacuated in the first place. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. When when people have or when yeah that level of arrogance and mistrust yeah logic isn't really part of it like they would down they they as the comics actually the comics don't get into it but they the romulans would most likely have downplayed the danger with the supernova yeah or they would have said oh we'd rather die than take or like starfleet like this is or like they would have been like you know this is an internal matter we'll take care of this ourselves we don't yeah need, like soviet union with chernobyl exactly yes yeah exactly. and the soviet union was very much for their secrecy too secrecy right. and pride mm-hmm so you don't want to damage your pride by admitting of something that you can't handle. Right. And secrecy. Put, right. Put them together and you can and explain away any tragedy. That's any the parallel danger. that's played with the explosion of Praxis in the Klingon Empire in Star Trek VI. That was sort of their oh, Chernobyl yes. and they tried to treat it like an internal matter. And that's where that whole meeting came into play at Starfleet HQ where they're like, you know, oh, they're going to... Because I'm sure there were meetings between the, about the, you know, meetings in the U.S. government about the Soviet Union. They were saying like, you know, 50 years, they're just going to collapse and you know mm, so yeah. oh yeah anyway anyway so yeah that was interesting oh another thing so we're definitely jumping around but when picard first asked elnor it was interesting how he asked him in the least personal and most like the worst aspects of picard way mm-hmm. because he asked him as if he didn't even know the kid you know he explained his story yep and even the kid was chiming in, Elnor yep. chiming in, like, oh, yeah, I heard about Data and the cat. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe you'll see the cat. So, you know, like, it was very, you think it was Sp- very impersonal. You think Spot Spot had synthetic kittens? I think they're going to find Spot. Spot's going to lead them to Data and all I'd, the answers that they seek. I would watch the shit out of that. Oh, no, they're going to find a Spot, right? And they're going to be like, this looks just like Data's cat. And then Picard's going to walk over and look, and it's going to have the same necklace as... Uh, Soji on, and he's gonna be like, "God damn it, this is another one." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I thought that was interesting because we've seen Picard, yeah, especially earlier in the show, mm-hmm. be so much like not personal, right, and very much, um, yeah, like not a human, just more of a like, right, logic machine. Oh, um, before we move on to the scenes on the Borg, uh, Borg sh- reclamation um, site. At the very end, the the legacy character of Seven of Nine yeah. makes her appearance. Yeah, finally. interesting. So, um, an interesting thing you pointed out, she probably was one of the Fenris Rangers, which I didn't put together. Yeah. So that's interesting. Who the mm-hmm. hell are the Fenris Rangers? I 
Yeah. Why is she not with Starfleet? Well, she was never in Starfleet. She was never in Starfleet? No. Wasn't she like an honorary Starfleet person? I mean, she had a com badge, but that's just because she was on Voyager. But she was never at, she never actually held a rank on Voyager. Okay. Yeah. And she did Not even granted a field commission, nothing like that. So, huh. yeah. And, um, yeah, I figured maybe she would have stuck around, though, but she didn't. But, um, it'd be, it'll be interesting to see what the relationship between Picard and Seven, what their history is. Because they shouldn't even know each other, right? Or, well, or because she's we the Fenris Rangers, Picard references the Fenris Rangers. That I think he said that they assisted in helping with some of the, um, getting the Romulans to that planet. Okay. So I assume there was some involvement on her part at that point. But, but I'm sure he knows her from something else. I mean, nothing in the lore would really establish right. the two of them crossing paths. Right. right. But, but we can um, assume. I don't know. It would be weird if he only knew her through the back to her being a Fenris Ranger. Like, oh, I know that lady. She's a Fenris Ranger. And not like, oh, that lady was on... Well, keep in mind, that was... Janeway on... Keep in mind, that was 15 years ago, so he probably met her then right yeah yeah i don't know if he would have met i don't know i mean i don't know if he would have met her beforehand i mean just because they shot in sound stages across the street from each other doesn't mean they would i know that (laughs) but he knew her names right as i said he probably met her when um during that time, or when Voyager returned, I mean, he had a relationship with Cat with Admiral yeah. Janeway. Maybe the name came up. Mm-hmm. You know, I still wanted, knows? I still wanted there to be an ex Borg support group. <laughs> Which remember that was one of my theories of how yeah. he would know you in Seven of Nine. It sounded ridiculous to me for some reason. I think it's great. But um... <laughs> well, there is an ex Borg mental hospital on the reclamation uh facility yeah there's also a cafeteria and you know bedrooms and stuff yeah which i don't slip and slide all right yeah can we all right so can we can we slide right into that moment yeah so but but i will say Uh, i thought the reveal of seven man was fun because i totally didn't see that coming yeah seeing the 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 battle with the bird price seeing the old bird price that was cool yeah yeah and it made perfect sense why it would be there that Mm -hmm. because they called them like so um, petty warlords Jerry Ryan actually did something, channeled Seven of Nine in a very specific way uh-huh. that um, that I caught. And some of the people were commenting on Twitter. So, you know, seven we have not seen Seven of Nine since the series finale of Voyager. And this is, believe it or not, this is almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? So at that point, you ask yourself, like, you know, does the actress easily slip back into this character that she played, you know, over 20 years ago? And... Um, as soon as she appeared, she does this little sort of like, it's almost like a head nod. Very, it's very brief. It's when it's right before she speaks to Picard, and that was something that Seven did. Oh, okay, interesting. And I was like, oh my god, she actually. It was just a small detail that yeah, I noticed. And that's I noticed, good. Uh, yeah. And you've definitely watched a lot more of Seven of Men than I have. I mean, she was every every kid's crush at that time when she came onto the show, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I've watched it many. I've watched it that show many times since then. So I know you're giving me a weird look, but no, you know, I'm more of a T'Pol fan myself. I understand. Well, T'Pol hadn't been created yet. I know. Yeah. T'Pol was Enterprise's answer to Seven of Nine. It was a pretty good answer. Yeah. yeah. She was a pretty good answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for that 
element that they yes. wanted to yes. sure that they had covered as far as uh, what they wanted to present to the public. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Still didn't get her on Discovery. Sorry. I know. You were really hoping. I really wanted that to happen. It would have made more sense than Spock. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it wouldn't. Oh, if Burnham, oh what? imagine if that was the look of the show. Burnham was DePaul's half-sister. That would have been better. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have gotten any P- Captain Pike or anything like that. So, Well, who knows? DePaul could have been on the Enterprise with Pike. Maybe. Why would that, you know, I'm sure people would have freaked out. Why did we know this? But Yeah, DePaul would have gone missing. DePaul would have been the one framing <laughs> Section 31. DePaul would have been the one knowing about the angels. Yes. Oh, my God, I can see it all. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. But you wouldn't have been able to have the same actress because it would have been young to Paul. No, no, he would have been old to Paul. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> you were hoping, because you were checking her Twitter feed, hoping that there was some, yes. like, coy message that she was like... Yes, no. <laughs> She's just being a rich lady in L.A. Yeah. God bless her. Yeah. We're getting way off topic, but the listeners don't mind. I don't think. Yeah. We don't think. Anyway, so this activity on the uh, Borg artifact, which... <sighs> I'm just yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just gonna. I that moment that I know that everybody else probably groaned about. Um, the Borg ritual. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> again, at first we were like, well, Borgs don't have rituals. Yeah. But. But he was full of shit anyway. Remember. So I was I was scared at that moment because I'm like, are they adding. <laughs> Are they adding lore to the Borg that don't make it, that doesn't yeah, make any sense? No, he was just messing around. So he was just messing a around. Romantic yeah. moment. So at least they did. Well, that. it was before he actually did the ritual. Right, right, right. Because he wanted to trick her. Because he knows that she wants right. to like. And I was like, wait. Figure that he's like, up. the Borg have an ancient ritual. I was like, wait, um, a what? Yeah. Yeah. But no, he was he played us just like he played her. Yeah, I would love to see the Borg just sliding down that. <laughs> Wee! That's fun. <laughs> For fun. <laughs> um, That's the first thing you do when you're assimilated. You got to do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that scene, I'm sorry, was fucking stupid. It, it was really, uh, to use the word the kids are using, cringy. Yes. But a lot of that was just the execution, the way it was shot. Yeah. Uh, and then the fact that they they slid and then they were like, sp- held each other's arms and were spinning. Yeah. Like, it was like a parody. Of they were channeling a little bit of that moment from Titanic with the two of them, like, below decks. <sighs> yeah. Dancing and, yeah. 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 Um, you yeah, know, but it was, what, it was, it was a minute of the show. Yeah. So I, it's, not a, well, it's not a cardinal sin. You 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 have to wonder, you know, what is the point of the show? What is the point not the show? What is the point of the scene? <laughs> and well, yeah. I think it's because Narek has different plans for Soji, because he's getting harassed by his sister saying, like, wanting to know what's going on, and he keeps saying, insisting he has a different plan in mind, or that he, he planted the first seed of doubt. So he's clearly operating on his own. He's obviously got something else in mind. I think he's just. I think what he's trying to do is just gain her trust. Yeah. Yeah. And try to get little bits out of her. Yeah. And despite the fact they've already slept together. Well. Yeah. As you know, we know from the world, sex does not always equal intimacy. True. I'm not gonna go too far down that road, but. Um, he's. But we still don't know his true motives. No. But I think we got re- revealed to us a bit. Yeah. Because two things. One, he says to Soji, because mm-hmm. then he messes with Soji and, and he asks her, you know, you stupid humans, 
put yep. which shows that she was from Earth, allegedly. Um, so why didn't her sister know about her? Still confused on that. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Why so, didn't her sister know about her? Know about... So why didn't Dodge know about Soji? She did. How do you know? <laughs> because... <laughs> sorry, I know listeners can see it. The look on your face was <laughs> really made me laugh. Because when um, Picard and... What's her face? We're in uh, Dodge's apartment. Yeah. They hacked through her shit. And they saw that she'd made calls to her sister. Yeah, but I didn't know that it was clear to us that she actually. That's knew how she they had found out that yeah. Because remember they said that oh the the. the I know. OS I, is going to yes, flag the error, but like, that. yeah. But okay, yeah. So we'll flag the error, but also, did she know that she had a sister? She never said she had a sister. Wait, are you saying does Soji know she has a sister? No, does Dodge know she has a sister? Well, Did... I just said she made calls to her, right? What are we? What am I missing? Well, I was under the impression that it wasn't like they were just chatting, like, "Hey, how's it going?" Yeah. That it was like she was. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. But the, I didn't get the I impression. Mean, that's the impression I was under. No, I didn't get that impression. I mean, Soji knows she has a sister because of the, well, she's got the necklace. She goes, "We were built. We were. My father gave one to my sister." Who Soji, said that? Soji said that to Narek. Yeah, she's wearing the Soji. Same, no, we listen, know Soji. Knows. I know that, but listen, okay. she's wearing the same necklace. I know. And she says, "My father gave one to me yes. and one to my sister." But when Dodge talked about the necklace, she did not say that. Well, Dodge was activated at that point. I so guess. Maybe that did something. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. Why you is. gave me like the biggest, the best look well, of confusion. How do you know? Well, that's because of, I thought we talked about this before. <laughs> And we came to the same agreement that we weren't sure that Dodge knew she had a sister. Because Dodge never talked about a sister. True. Soji was talking about her all over the place. But in all fairness, we've only got about eight minutes total of Dodge. So. Yeah. But there was a necklace thing. That was what it got for me. The necklace. One sister's like, oh yeah, my sister is the other one. And the other sister doesn't. Well, I, I'm, I'm sort of making the leap that if Soji knows has it and knows it then Dodge would too maybe but they're also not don't real. I just don't want to get into the whole idea of like if it's not said it doesn't exist doesn't I know exist, I know yeah. I know um, alright should we delete that whole <laughs> no okay <clears throat> you sure We're, this is absolute candor you're right absolute candor <laughs> <clears throat> okay I don't know what I was talking about we're allowed to debate okay uh well, it was more just clearing up things. Clearing the air. No, clearing up confusions. Um, wait, wait, wait. I had a thought. Okay. <laughs> so, Soji... No, yeah, so that so, you happen to have written down. So, t- two things. Yeah. Snark says to her at, in that moment... Oh, your, your, list, your name was not on the passenger list of the ship that you supposedly came here on. Yes. And she says, she gets mad mm-hmm. and says something like, go to hell. That's exactly what she says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he says, what about the... Uh, yeah, because she wants the... The info on the, the files, ship. Yeah. Oh, and before that, this is super important. So Narek, Narek somehow knows Rhonda because right. when she's on the table... 
Soji is They there. can't see that you did that to me, I by know. the way. Soji goes... He waved his hand in a circle <laughs> with wide-eyed. So Soji is looking at Ramda. Yeah. And Narek walks in and goes, it doesn't surprise me that she took her own life. She was so something. Mm-hmm. And Soji says, oh, you knew her? And then right. he never answers her. Mm-hmm. So right. that first led me to think, oh, he was on the Shaynor. Do so you think he was, yeah. That I don't, because later he asks the sister about the Shaynor. He could be lying. The sister would know if she was on the Shaynor. Why? Because they're both Tashiar. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. When you said sister, I was thinking Dodge Soji thing. Oh, Dodge, yeah, no, Dodge is dead. Yeah. Um, no, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but, yeah. so he, so he knows more about Ramda than um, he's letting on. But well, he doesn't know about the Shainor, which is weird, because what Soji wants to know is, what's up with the Shainor? Why did all the, only all those people go crazy? Why did that cause the collapse? Well, and one thing that we... Because Soji has an interest in... Uh, Rhonda? Ramda? Ramda. You were, yeah, you were calling her Ramda. Ramda. And one fact that we actually did not reference, that we didn't discuss last week, I don't think we did, was when they were in that room, when Soji was meeting her for the first time. Yes. And oh. Ramda calls her the Destroyer, like yes. points the weapon at her and calls her the Destroyer. Yes. So... It's like who is this? Who is this destroyer that you're talking about? Right. And I and I I think I even said like I missed that. Yeah. So yeah. the first thing that it made me think of is I believe it's and I don't want to get this wrong, but in the Hindu creation myth, yep. There's and I'm probably gonna get it wrong, but there's like someone that creates the universe, one mm-hmm. being that creates it, one that destroys it, or yep. the same one that creates it destroys it. Mm-hmm. So like there's this idea of the destroyer in that. So it, it took that's what immediately came up for me was this like um, like a almost religious or mythical destroyer that will come to end the Borg. Huh? The Borg are destroyers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. But but, I, but again, she's, she's pointing at the destroyer specifically as if it were, at, yeah, like at a sort of, prophecy of a destroyer yeah. or something. Yeah. Now we don't know much about the Romulan religion, right? I mean, they've got the nuns, but yeah. Right. So yeah, I mean, she's pointing it at Soji specifically and calling Soji the destroyer. The destroyer. And, and I, she and also I, don't forget also she. Which one are you? Are you the destroyer? Yeah, like because I was I was wondering is is she confusing her with? Could she be confusing her with Dodge somehow? But that that to me raises the. Bunch and are of they other both questions. destroyers? Right. Or is one a destroyer and one's a creator? Right. Okay, so we got that. Mm-hmm. Secondly, when she tells him to go to hell, and then he says, well, what about the Borg um, data files I have access to about the Shaynor? Don't you want, do you want that to go to hell too? Mm-hmm. And then she says, what are you doing? What are you doing, Narek? Yeah. What are you doing? And he says, the same as you. I'm feeding an insatiable curiosity. Yeah. Now, what that tells me and the sister sort of backs it up. His insatiable curiosity is about cyborg androids, rather. Mm-hmm. He really is into them. He wants to have sex with them. Yep. Partially, among other things. He's just fascinated by them or something. Well, he kind, of already, he kind of already did. He did, it's true. Um, but he said we're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So what insatiable curiosity is 
Soji allegedly satisfying. Well, well, there's a curiosity of her research, and she wants to find this stuff out. But it was hinting at something more. Well, was, I think... Was it hinting at her true identity underneath? Well, it's interesting. I, there's something... It's it's kind of... There's sort of a cut-and-dry observation that I can make, but there's not... I don't know the answer to it, but, you know, clearly his sister is part of this whole movement for the Romans to rid the universe, I, I assume the universe, of these synthetics. He doesn't seem to want to do that. Because there was a line that he said, remember we were just watching it a few minutes ago, and yeah. there was that line mm. that I said to you, oh, I, I didn't catch that on the first, my first three mm. viewings, where he said to his sister, like, I want to proceed slowly because I don't want to activate her. Yes. And she's like, well, the goal is to kill her. Right. But then he said, no. The yeah. goal is to kill all of them. And if we kill her, we're not going to find out where the rest of them are. Right. And I missed that line at first when he said, I don't want to activate her. Yeah. 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 And he said that in the last episode, too, where he said, like, you know, the reason I'm going so slow, I don't want to push too hard like you idiots right. did. And then. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it's abundantly clear, but at least based on what we saw with um, Dodge, that they get act she gets activated probably like as a defense mechanism or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or there's something magical about that yeah. hood that they put on her. Right. So, I, yeah. So it's. Good thing they had knives. The the, the 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 presentation of the mysteries are pretty clear. Obviously, the answers don't. Yes, really, yes. Yeah. So insatiable curiosity, and it's weird that he admitted that to her because here he is he's sleeping with someone, mm -hmm. and he's saying what I'm doing is I'm satisfying a curiosity. Right. You know, if you want someone to keep being with you, right. That's not really a line you'd go with. Mm. I don't think. So, interesting that he's sort of playing that, playing a little di different. Before he was very sweet and like, oh, you know, but now he's taking a different tact with her. One of my theories that I had a few weeks ago is I was beginning to wonder if um, the show was doing the West, the Westworld thing, where they, one part of it takes place in present and the other part takes place in the past, and it's not... And you don't learn that that part took place in the past until oh, yeah. later on. I would never think that was the show. I had the. I wondered but if that was the case with the show. I forget. I don't remember what I said a few weeks ago to say. Well, maybe it's not actually not taking yeah. place. But do you see any indication? Like, I in think words, mean it could be because they haven't interacted at all. The only interaction we're getting is between the brother and the sister. Right. Oh yeah, that's true. And, that, and I think that was why I was like, I don't know. Yeah, no, but, probably not because the brother and the sister. And the other thing is that the only... And she made reference. Wait, but she looks human when she's on Earth. Yeah, but she also made reference to like, oh, you messed up the first time. Suggesting yeah, that it's Dodge, yeah. but... Um, yeah, because they know e about what happened before. Even though things like that are stated, I'm still wondering if there's like a... I'm still thinking like, is there a loophole anyplace? Wouldn't that be interesting if we found out that... It would have been cool if they did it and we found out that Soji was actually Dodge. But like ten years earlier, right? That would have been neat. But we also still don't know what caused the attack on Mars, right? Could something have been done? You know what? I can't. It's a total candor. Every time they're talking about attack on Mars, all I can think of was Mars attacks. So uh, same. <laughs> That's why I'm avoiding <laughs> saying the Mars attacks. Yeah. The Mars attack. Um, could something have happened to activate them? those synths in a similar way? I don't know. 
I mean, we saw the synth that did start it, and it didn't seem to be, other people were being kind of mean to it. I mean, think about it, because those synths, this is 19 years before. Yeah. I mean, again, I'm just, I'm just throwing shit at the wall at this point, but, like, hoping yeah. something will stick. But, I mean, could those synths, because we don't know how old those synths were, right? But could those have been sort of early versions of what Dodge and Soji actually are? Well, if... Yes and no. If Maddox made Dodge and Soji, then yes, because Maddox probably made those synths. Mm. Because he was working on it, but he got close to a data but not, and because... It basically was very before, like the the worker yeah. uh, sense. Yep. It seems like yeah, Maddox would have had something to do with that. Yeah. Because also, don't forget that Dodge, her whole existence was just fabricated. Yes, and apparently Soji also because she was not on the right ship. That so those memories of theirs, her there. those memories of theirs, could have just been written into their code completely basically. yeah completely. so they feel like it's something they experienced but right if you like backtrack it as somebody else oh you know this person this person doesn't exist yeah. which we saw with dodge i'm right. trying to find some connection yeah there and i feel like i i need to i need to sit on it some more and try to yeah because yeah. these are just things these are things that are just coming to me as we're talking yes yeah. yes i do think it's interesting as far as that goes in that why is he now he, it's a change in his strategy Narek yes Narek because he was sort of going along with it like oh you're just some human I happened to me I happened to meet here on this bold cube and I'm so infatuated with you I will just slide around the hallways but now he's saying essentially he's saying like you're full of shit you're not even who you think you are he's saying it almost straight up to her so right. I wonder why that is and this is before his meeting with his sister, where his sister puts the pressure on him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I still do think... But most of my predictions have been wrong. <laughs> that we're going to find Maddox and Lore together. You still don't think Lore factors into any of this? No, I said we're going to find Maddox and Lore together. Oh, I thought you said we're not going to find Maddox and Lore. Okay. No, we will. We're going to find Maddox and Lore. I hope. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I don't see how Lore could not be a factor in all this. And I still can't believe that his name hasn't even been dropped yet. Yeah, so Lore's name has not been referenced at all. Yes, so. and as we said, there's no way that this show will continue on simply pretending lore didn't exist there's right. no way they have too I, many deep cuts like maddox to just of course pretend there's no lore. but like what i'm saying and i just I, I i have i can't accept that it just hasn't even like occurred to picard at all like right. here's a question hmm? do you think picard knows about the borg reclamation site i think that's common knowledge because we said there's lots of different there's a lot of humans there right yeah, do we think uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. But so far, we've seen no indication that he does. Well, we. The thing is, we don't. Aside from, um, because I think we're assuming that something is going to take him there. 
Because right uh, now they right because right now they're looking for Maddox. Right. Right. They want they need to find Maddox, but they also need to find Dodge's sister. They're focused on Maddox, right? Right. So, but again, if weren't. I'm assuming they some should be having the back of their mind lore also. What I think, like I'm sort of thinking like, okay, they're gonna find Maddox, <clears throat> and Maddox is gonna say, I sent her here, to the right. here being the Borg reclamation site. Ma- Why? Maybe I don't know. Um, yeah. And that's eventually what's gonna lead them. Right. There. What's going on on that Borg reclamation on that Borg artifact is not. It's happening separately from what's going on with Picard because those two stories have not right. But here's how they could yet. have and should have. But to your point, I don't know if he would he know right. about it. Because let's say they that he for some reason did not forget that lore could affect any of this, right? Yeah. He could think, oh, lore. Who would know about lore? Oh, he would know about lore. Where's Hugh? Oh, he was on the Borg reclamation site, mm. right? Like that would be a very natural thing to happen. If he knew about it. I'd be willing to bet that Picard knows about the cube itself, but maybe he doesn't know that the Romulans have control of it. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Here's... All right. I got another prediction. <laughs> yeah. So do you think Hugh is working with Maddox and Lore? That's... So... I, all right. Just, I'm pulling this out of my butt. I, I, but not I mean, also. we don't know if... Lore is even involved at that point, right? So. But we know, I know, you know, mm-hmm. they know, listeners know, that Maddox solved the problem that he needed data for somehow. Right. We know he didn't get it from data. Mm-hmm. The positronic neuron or whatever. Yep. So he may have gotten it from Lore. Yep. And we know Lore was with Hugh. Mm-hmm. And we know... He was in charge of the Borg reclamation site. Yep. So that would link them. But then why would he have to be so secretive about it? But maybe... Oh, but that would make it... That's how he got her on there. Would be through Hugh. Because... How else is he going to sneak someone onto this very secure facility? Well, he was in charge. Well, it's not clear... Higher than even any of the it, The thing is, it's not clear to me what hugh's role is in all this like he has He's a the director of the well right but like when i what i mean is i don't mean like his job title oh. but like what his role in like this overall well we don't know what the overall thing is yet that's right. probably why yeah but the thing is i don't know like am i supposed to hate hugh right now am i supposed to like him like am i supposed to is he a villain is he villainous like i don't well yeah i, yeah. I, I don't know because it's like oh we don't know we, anything we're more caught up in the euphoria of oh it's hugh we haven't seen him since oh. you know but what are his intentions? Yeah, like what was Hugh's deal last time we saw Hugh? He was okay. Yeah, because we've always associated Hugh as being a good guy. Yeah, goodish. Is he still? Well, he yeah. saved their lives at the end of Descent Part yes, Two, yes. so he did something heroic. But at this point, is he? You know, what's going on? Right. So that leads us to what we don't really know what Soju's mission is there. Right. Still. Still. Mm-hmm. And we know Lore sucks. Yes. <laughs> so if Lore and Maddox are together... Yep. There's no way Lore's doing anything good. Right? I mean, there's no assumption that he would be, no. Okay, so that yeah. does complicate things. Yeah. Hmm. Well, again... There's still a lot to unpack. Yes, but it's exciting because I want to see where it goes. But I think we... 
Yeah, so that doesn't really make sense. I don't know. Yeah, it's great. I love this. I love this. We're trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. This is what we want to show. And we're in, they're giving us enough that we maybe feel like we could. Yeah. Unlike Discovery. Well, again, because we can pick, we can sort of cherry pick from the Star Trek canon and potentially find yes. things that yes. are related. Right. And Whereas, that's what I think a lot of these, that's that's like an advantage that I think shows like this have over all these other shows because it's part of this greater, yes. it has a very rich But also universe. I think that this show particularly, the writing, they're using it well. Mm-hmm. Because there was no way that we were going to, in the middle of Discovery Season 2, I was going to say, you know what I think going to happen? I think Spock's going to tell everybody that there are actually two angels, and one of them is Michael, right, mom, and then they're going to do this whole thing. And yeah. then, like, Because there was no clue, there was no nothing. It came out of absolutely thin air. Right. And this show is doing well at leaving the breadcrumbs for us to find. Yeah. And follow. And like keeping, holding back like one or two breadcrumbs that we would need to find our whole way there. Right. Yeah. And that's what I like. Um, but I had other things to say. Oh, one more. This is big. <clears throat> this is huge. So, Soji is watching videos of Ramda. Oh, right. Yes. Yes, now, yes, 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 yes. I don't know who directed this episode. Frakes. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Did I just throw something out the window for you? Yeah, because Frakes does stuff for no reason when he directs. <laughs> well, we didn't get any of those like weird camera turns. Yeah, you didn't like spin the camera Spin around. the camera on Discovery. We didn't do didn't So here's the thing. It seems significant. Now it doesn't. <laughs> the fact that we had Soji's face and Ramda's face overlapped perfectly. Mm. when she was watching the videos. Oh, and so now you're associating so that So I thought, well, as... there had to be yeah. any other director other than Frank's that would be symbolic of something, but Frank's, I really feel like, would just say, oh, it's cool. Let's do that. <laughs> Look what I can do. It's I cool. want you to go back and watch First Contact and Insurrection, and you try to find a point where he uses the camera and say, oh, that'd be cool. Let's do that. <laughs> no. Cause... Remember when he did Discovery, the camera was like, we're just going to have the camera spin around this room while people are talking. It's going to be like a whole 360, but then we'll do like four times. Oh, yeah. It's when they're at the conference table, right? It's early. It's with yeah. Lorca. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, no good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I thought that might be important. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. I... I don't feel strongly about it either way. Okay. It could mean something. It couldn't. To your point, it could just be some cool camera angle that directors, specifically him, like to do. <laughs> um, but um, I don't, I don't know. Certain directors, kind of like what you say, certain writers, if they put in a book, they make they make that. There's a reason for that choice. Yes. Good Direct, directors do the same thing. Yes. And um, but I'd be willing to. Mm-hmm. I, I could go either way with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's another interesting thing when, on the, whatever she's watching, the footage. Yep. Ramda talks about the shackled demon. Hmm. Now, does she say that the destroyer is the shackled demon? I don't think so. Well, the destroyer releases the shackled demon. I don't know. Okay. Could the destroyer be the one if it's a single person? Mm-hmm. Responsible for potentially activating the synths who destroy Utopia Planitia? No. Okay. I don't think so. Here's why. Or just destroyed their ship. 
the Romulan ship. I think it's bigger than that. No, they said they, they said she says they're going to destroy all Romulan life or all life. No, all life maybe. That's why when I had that complaint, like I don't like how big the stakes are in this show. All synthetic life. No, they would want that. I'm just saying, like if it could destroy all, it could destroy all synthetic life. I'm not saying that's what was said, but I'm just postulating. Oh. The Talshi want to destroy all synthetic life. Right, but the Talshi. I'm sorry, the Jatvash. But remember, the Jatvash though they want Soji dead. Right. So if she was if Soji was going to kill all the synthetic life, they wouldn't want her dead. They'd want to let her do it. Could this person, Ramda, could she be? Could she have been Jadvash? Oh. She wants to kill Soji. That's true. Maybe. Maybe it was a Zadvash ship. Yeah. That's right. I think I've been saying Tal Shiar all episode, but I meant Zadvash. I mean, think of, think of it think of it like this for a second. So, do they say how long ago that attack on that ship was? Not that I can remember. Okay. So, but, but, a listener could comment and prove me wrong. So, I may okay. confuse my timeline too. But, think of it this way. If the assimilation of that vessel happened recently, right? Let's assume that she was Jatvash. Mm-hmm. I would hope that she would know about... <clears throat> The Jatvash killing Dodge. Jatvash killing Dodge. Oh, but... Was... And then she sees Soji. Okay. I don't know if the timeline works. That's the thing. Because it would have had to be, like, a week before. Yeah. It just seems a lot younger. I'm trying to connect the two events yeah. somehow, and I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm making a great giant leap. And also she says but... to her, which one are you? So she knows that there should be two. You're right. Never mind. If she knew one was dead. You're right. Yep. You're absolutely right. I forgot she said that. And she looked uh, younger. I don't know if it's just because she's been in the loony bin. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was wrong. <laughs> been in the mental health facility. Yeah. I'm not. I don't. Uh, that was not nice. Yeah. So. <sighs> okay. But she's been in the. There. So that's why she is. Um, probably. Why she could look worse. But she looks much younger in. Mm-hmm the footage that she's watching. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still think that maybe she could be Jadvash. It's possible. Maybe the Shane was a Jadvash ship. Hmm. We don't know. And all those people. But why would they cause the class? Oh, maybe they were sent there to cause the class. Maybe they were... Maybe they were... They were the like Romulans a, are... Like sleeping. a poison. You know? Like when you, yeah. when you leave out a piece of uh, cheese with poison in it for a rat. The ship was poisoned for the Borg. Yeah. And Narek did something to stop them, from, prevent them from doing it. But it worked. Yeah. Because they collapsed that thing. Yep. Maybe. Because you're saying that Narek might have been on that ship. Well, I don't think so anymore. Do you think... But he knows who... But Narek is a Jatvash. Right. But he... Remember... And we just said that could maybe be a Zat, Could that be yeah. a Zatvash? And that would explain why he knows who Ramda is. Yes. But... He couldn't have been on the ship because when he sees his sister later, he says... He he tells her, like, what happened with the Shanor? 
Hmm. Why, well, you know, he wants to know. Maybe he's playing dumb. I know, but why, how does Sister not know? Sister seems to be more in control of the situation than he is. Maybe he thinks she is. <laughs> he wants her to think that. I don't know. I, I, I that explain again, why he got choked again, up. Again, so I'm, 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 I'm throwing shit at the wall at this point. Yeah. So, and I'm hoping something will stick. <laughs> determining if that shit is sticking or not. <laughs> so, um, but I think that there's a lot there. In the that scene, and then also he's asking the sister exactly what it is that Soji wants to know. Yeah. So is he doing it for Soji, or is he doing it for himself? And how the hell does he know Rhonda? Those are my big questions. So many of them. I just hope it all gets resolved nicely. Oh, I'm I I feel like we're in good hands, honestly. Well, so far. My wrap up comment on this episode was going to be that, um, again. I'm not getting the sense yet, and I'm glad that I'm not, that two... Because we know that there are ten episodes this season, so this is episode four. And I'm not yet getting the sense, and I hope I don't ever get the sense, that there's too much being um, introduced and not enough time within the span of time to resolve it all. Now... Are the threads of the story going to continue on to the next season? Because we knew before the show was even mm-hmm. aired that they were going to get another season. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, I'm going to assume no, but at the moment. But even then, if they continue the minor story threads, there's still going to have to be some larger stuff to resolve. I, I think if this all comes to a nice wrap, t- wrapped up into a nice bow by the end. Yeah. I want to... I, I would say by maybe end of next week, maybe going into week after next, I'm going to start wanting to see things coming together now. Like, okay, start giving me some... Start giving me some answers. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I don't want to see it all answered at the very, very end. And right. And at the risk of creating a ton of plot holes. I don't... Yeah. I think that, though, they're, I mean, they're, like you said, they're being economic with like what they're mm-hmm. doing. Because really, there's not that much happening no it's a very and I, I think i made the comparison that you gave me with mandalorian like it doesn't seem to be there's not much yeah, it's got more than mandalorian. but the sense that there's not much to it yes there's not much to it in i that, don't feel like i'm missing anything no and it's not and we also don't feel, have the feeling that like we can't see the writer scrambling to figure it out right like we do with and the thing is we're just making observations mm-hmm. on things but we don't even know if that's actually a thing that needs needs to be observed like nothing may come of some of the things that we're even observing because it may not be a here's the thing though I think they're doing such a good job yeah that these things will something will come of them because um again I feel like we're in good hands Mm -hmm. writerly wise yeah and I don't think that they're gonna put stuff in just to put it in and then not deal with it yeah or have a quick save at the end of like oh fuck we could finish this one episode I'm still going to attribute this to having the same writing staff throughout the whole season but wasn't there something where Kurtzman got like was running it but now Chabon's more running it um no I don't think so okay um I just think that I think that Discovery had a much more chaotic writer producer turnaround for season two 
leading to the storyline getting a bit to your point they're scramble they were scrambling to try to you know yeah pick up the slack because oh we don't have this guy now we gotta you know maybe might not be the case I don't know but right now I don't feel like Picard is really the show has taken its time and we're on episode four and only now has our entire cast been assembled right 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 I don't feel I'm not fearing no. yet that they're introducing too much no and yeah. right and I, because and I, yeah. I feel like they're going to I, this is my theory they're going to wrap up the main things that we're questioning right now but mm. in wrapping that up will reveal something bigger that they'll then be, go move on to for yes the next part. correct yeah like, let's I say agree. they deal with like soji and maddox mm. in this episode in this season then the next season might be like, oh, but now we've found out about more about the right. um, Zot Vaj Starfleet mm. uh, conspiracy, and then that could be the next. Season, well, think about that it. Kind of thing. We're asking a lot of smaller questions, but a lot of them tie into the larger ones. Like, really, when you stop and strip it down to its basics, what is it? Where's da- who? Who is Dodge and her sister? Like, who are they? Yeah, where'd they come from? Where did they come from? What is their mission? Are they related to, like... And we already know they're going to Maddox, so he's right. one of our suspects, so to speak. Right. The primary question is, like, yeah, who is Dodge? Who is Soji? What's going on there? What's their connection to Data? Mm-hmm. Where the fuck's Lore? What's going on on the Borg Cube? Yeah. Like... Well, right. Whose side is... There are these Narragon. big... There are these big sort of, like, buckets... But the smaller, tinier questions that we're asking will fit into those buckets that we hope that when the larger question is answered, it'll kind of filter down and answer the smaller ones. Yes. Yeah. So. That's my that's my hope. Yeah, I, I believe so. I, I think I've said I'm really enjoying it. And it's... Um... And next week progressing we well. And next week we potentially we go to a free cloud. It seems like undercover. Canto bite. Canto bite. All right. Um, thank you for listening. And we'll see everyone next week. Uh, peace and long life. And remain absolute. Remain keep absolute candor. Yes, except when it's going to get you fired. <laughs> Or have your spouse leave. That's you. what that's what Trek haters do. They're just being. They just have. They Trek fans have absolute candor. I, I don't believe it. Because I think even if they did like it, they wouldn't say it. Trek haters have absolute candor. Oh, so that means we're not having a haters corner. <laughs> okay. Right. So here's a haters comment for us to discuss. I'm hanging on it. Okay. <clears throat> I almost can't stand how stupid this show is. I can tell you for a fact. Fact, mind you, this is my own comment. A fact. The writers have never actually watched Star Trek. It's a fact that this this commenter knows that is a fact. There's no way. It's like the worst kind of fan fiction that some 12-year-old could come up with. They throw in stuff from whatever other cartoon or toy they happen to be playing with lately because that's how children do. This show does not give the impression that it was written by adults. Case in point. The Needless Profanity. Obviously, the writers have been watching some samurai stuff before writing this dumb character into the plot. And they obviously watch a lot of the crap on the CW to determine how to appeal to younger people. 
with the Snorefest on the Borg Cube. It's vaping, swearing, sex, drama, mindless technobabble, and all the other eye-rolling stuff you would expect to see in some indie garbage, not a big-name production. Stop hiring these moronic writers and terrible actors and make a show worth paying for. Stop trying to appeal to a wider base and focus on the kinds of viewers who actually made it successful in the first place. Stop rewriting this brilliant universe with stupid, convoluted plots to drive pointless action and drama, cameos and nostalgia that do nothing for the actual dumb underlying plot are not what we want. The sad thing is, they'll do the exact same thing as they did after Nemesis, make something terribly bad, blame the audience for not being receptive to Star Trek right now, then shelve it for a decade or two again. Um, a lot, lot to dig into there. Oh, man. Um, I mean, to me, that's a typical... That's a typical hater comment right there. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's all a... That's, it's all subjective. Yeah, I mean... What are they looking for? Right. Uh, I like that, that they say, like, I can tell you for a fact I can, that yeah. they've never watched any Star Wait, Bruce Maddox. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, they just made up the name Bruce Maddox. I <laughs> they're mean, gonna, yeah, they're going to throw in Bruce Maddox. Jean-Luc Picard. Hugh. Right. Because everybody was just clamoring to see seven, Hugh. Seven of nine. Yeah. You know? And, like, like, nostalgia that doesn't help. I'm sure everybody was like, oh, man, when I saw Hugh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, oh, man. Toys. I don't even know what they're talking about. Uh, the CW, I mean, I get what they're saying. Did I didn't see anyone vape in this show, did you? The captain did. Oh, okay. Yeah, but so what? No, no, I'm sorry, not not him. Uh, Raffi. Raffi. Raffi just smoking crack. She was, she was smoking a plant. Oh, whatever. That's not vaping. I'm just saying. All right. She wasn't? I thought she was. No, she walked over and she picked it off of her plant. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right, you're right. She grows her own drugs. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I don't know. Cameos? What are they talking about? Seven. Hugh. Cameos and nostalgia that do nothing for the actual dumb underlying plot. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. I just, I don't know what fans like that want. I don't know what they're looking for. Yeah. I, 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 I that... think, like, stop trying to expand the fan base. And write something for the people that actually made it what it was. Millions and millions of people watched Star Trek. But that's a fan who is mad that the show's not doing what they want. And what they want is what they've already got. Right. They want more of the same. Yes. Like, that's one of those things. All right, go back and watch uh, The Orville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. That's... I did so. I did participate in one conversation on Twitter the other day that you might get a huge kick out of. Oh. So um, this person was commenting, saying that Picard and Discovery were not canon, and that canon, it canon is, uh, um, owned. The fans decide what's canon. Then take a vote. <laughs> what? So, yeah, they were saying that the fans... He was saying that the fans are the ones who decide what's canon and what isn't. 
Is there like a committee that gets together? <laughs> and of course, so of course, you know, now I'm falling down the rabbit hole, and I'm like, all right, well, I need what? to. And does he claim to some consensus? And they were saying, well, fans like to say like this is how the fans feel, and that's not how they feel at all. It's how I feel, but they say this is how everybody else feels. Right. Right. It's the Trump mentality. I mean, everyone right. has their own head cannon, as people call it, where yes. it's like the stuff they remember and they like. But uh, again, no evidence, no evidence provided. Just saying, like, it's not based on TOS, TNG, DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise. It's clearly not based on that canon. I'm saying, well, but why? Why? <laughs> yeah, why? Why isn't it? Never got an answer to that. Um, <laughs> and I was like, he's basically trying to make the case. Trying, basically, the trying, better. Basically, <laughs> trying to make the case that the fans own the franchise. I'm like, well, if that's the case, then I'm owed millions and millions of dollars if this <laughs> is my franchise. And they're saying like, well, there was a, a vote held at a convention about what the best oh the best episodes and worst episodes were. And I'm like what? You're talking to a crazy person. I said, No. And, said, and I'm like No, that was a best of list for the best of and worst of list for the fiftieth anniversary. That wasn't CBS giving you the franch giving the fans the franchise at a convention. You were actually you were actually I was actually in this conversation. But you were actually talking to a crazy person. Because I'm sure I was. If a bunch, a few hundred people at a convention voting, out of there. On, voting on which episodes they like has anything to do with what they're going to produce on TV, yeah, is insane. I mean, <laughs> what show got what what show got the most votes? Oh, maybe the maybe out of this top best of list, they're the most show the most show they're most of them are DS9 episodes, so they just probably think, oh, that means they're gonna make a new DS9 or something like that. Yeah, that's an no. insane person. It's wild. That's wild. Yeah. Here's the thing that just struck me from this. So this person says, uh, this is uh, this is wild. Uh, stop rewriting this brilliant universe. As if you don't have to make a new show. You just have to go into the universe and then find the things that are happening? I don't understand. Stop rewriting this brilliant universe. So that suggests that every show is a reboot. Right. And it also suggests that you don't... I don't even know. The universe exists because the, they write shows. You know? Correct. And there's no, like... It seems like almost like they seem to think that there's something that is real Star Trek and you can like tap into it like you tap mm -hmm. into a maple tree then real Star Trek is just gonna flow from it so like in other words they're tapping the wrong tree yeah but they're not tapping in at all he seems to be saying they're just like you know they're or, or they're yeah they're tapping like a, an oak tree I, so I'm oh and also the one I was telling you about apparently uh, brought up the whole Roddenberry's vision thing which just makes me roll my eyes. Because look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as a as a lifelong fan. Whenever somebody says, because I've heard people say that a lot, this uh -huh. isn't real Star Trek. Like I don't, or this isn't Roddenberry's vision. I don't know what that means because in my mind, those are subjective terms. Yeah. Like, in other words, if you don't consider something real Star Trek. Yeah. What what I internalize that as means that you whatever it is about Star Trek that you enjoy this show is not doing it mm. this show is not providing you the same 
what you love about, say, Voyager, I know you hate Voyager, but like, let's say you love Voyager. The things about Voyager that you enjoy, say, Discovery doesn't do. And so in your mind, you're like, oh, well, this isn't true Star Trek because it's not doing what Voyager is doing. Right. And they decide what true Star Trek is. That's I think that's the part where... Right. Or even this whole, like, Roddenberry's vision. I, like, I don't even... Uh, it's funny, when I hear Mar- uh, Roddenberry's vision, here's what I think. Martini lunches and orgies. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... We know what his vision is, right? Utopian and everything's great. Society has moved past uh, prejudice. Humanity has moved past prejudice. And, Which it has. Yeah. So Fans haven't in some <laughs> cases. Here's So that's great. But we all know that after, what, season one of Next Gen? Yeah. Roddenberry, they pushed Roddenberry, made sure that they were not following Roddenberry's vision. Right? Didn't they have the big blow up with the producers and whatnot? The thing is, what... He hated so much. what you... Roddenberry hated. Roddenberry like didn't even consider half of. He had problems like with everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like there's even this whole debate about how is the animated series actually canon? And some producer from one of the shows came forward, and I love this. They said, "Well, it must have been because the estate accepted the checks for it." <laughs> That's pretty good. But why would it not be? Did Roddenberry not approve of every thing, or like Roddenberry did not like the Wrath of Khan? Yeah. revered by every fan of the, of the franchise. Considered the best yeah. Trek movie in the franchise. He, was, he hated it. He liked the motion picture, right? He was he was actually somewhat involved in that. Yeah. And because of it, that's why... That's why it was good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. because of it, that's why he was not involved in really anything else after that. Yeah. 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 It's... Roddenberry's vision is cool, but like we said... This is not, I think, this is not violating Roddenberry's vision because, yes, no. things have gotten a little not great, but then you have character, Picard, who's, yep. like, carrying Roddenberry's vision forward in this right. world. But think about it. The show was written, the original series. Yeah. As you say, we're in our garbage time now, but that's okay. Because <laughs> I think this is, good, this is a good conversation. The show, the original series is created in the 1960s. True. Imagining a future utopia from that point of view, uh-huh. from a 1960s perspective, uh-huh. it's written in that time period. Right. You can't produce a show in 2020 with a vision of the future written for a time period that's no longer in that. Time. You can't write a vision of the future from that from the 1960s in 2020. Yeah, but or in the 1980s. Yeah, the only thing, in fairness, is that yeah, you see, they they made a choice to make Starfleet somewhat corrupted and right. but this is not the first time that's happened either. right right that's the other thing and those all violated Roddenberry's vision and that's the other thing because Star Trek is supposed to be perfect I've I've noticed and I've fallen victim to it myself Star Trek fans have very uh selective memory oh yeah they have very short memories sometimes yes well it's that idea of you decide what canon is because it's what you remember and what you think about most well because when uh, last week or two weeks ago on Picard, when Commodore O appeared in sunglasses. Yes. They shouldn't be wearing sunglasses. They can't wear sunglasses. <laughs> well, first um, off, Captain Archer wore sunglasses, and you know, yeah. cut to all the photos of people in various Trek shows wearing sunglasses at various times. Yeah. Or and what a weird ahead. thing to be so fixated on. My favorite 
is the way history has changed with you know the way they criticize discovery saying like you know it doesn't follow canon they said and they go back and they say well Enterpri enterprise at least did and i'm like look I'm, I, no <laughs> did they do you forget allow me to and i did go back to the internet archive the wayback machine and pull up trek bbs forum posts that span six pages yeah all from 2001 2002 all about how much they think enterprise sucks it doesn't follow canon yeah but they forget that for some right. reason. And right. I know we've said this to death. What We Left Behind opens up with them reading the hate mail for DS9, now considered by everybody to be the best yes. yeah. show they in the franchise. It's the same stuff. This is not Star Trek. Right. Roddenberry's vision, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And so on the one hand, it shouldn't surprise me that this is the case. But when, but when, you, when they decide to bring up and say, well, Enterprise at least was you know, honored the canon. It's like, no, you didn't think it did back then. Right. There's, there's actually a good comment that follows up that one where someone says, um, just to be clear, we've had profanity in Star Trek since the original series movies. Yeah. Which is true. When Data said, oh shit, in Generations, the, uh, the, the theater laughed like hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... And so, then they say they make a claim and they don't back it up with any evidence. So this person, they get dead flow. It, like, the thing is, it, 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 it almost seems very, like, conspiracy theory-like to me at this point. Mm-hmm. Which I just can't even... Oh, yeah, yeah. And I've heard some of those things. They're intentionally destroying Star Trek. <laughs> That's the craziest one. That a corporation that is, you know, exists to make money for its shareholders spends millions of dollars to, pit, to, to to piss you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they don't understand. Like, right? What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, yeah I no, understand it's... it. You understand it, but here's the deal: yeah, we, your we, your understanding may differ from my understanding. Right, and also I think it is a it's a it's a self congratulatory stance where it's like, I can get it. They're right. saying like I understand it. Nobody right. else gets it. These people don't get it. Right. These writers being paid all this money to write it don't get it like I do. These these network suits don't know what it is. All they care about is yeah, money. and the writers too. The writers. Oh, and you know, obviously my favorite was always back when Discovery first came on, they said, I'm not going to pay to watch Star Trek. Why, 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 why should I pay money? And it's like, why do you have a problem with a, with a corporation making money off of its IP? A network making money off of its IP? Yeah, that was a really weird one. I guess yeah. it's just because they, people got it for free for so long, I guess? Because again, it's so weird. I've never heard it but for again, anything else. They paid thousands to go to conventions. They paid to buy a ticket to go to see them to go yeah. to the movies. They pay for merchandise. Right. Like they, you know, we always say that how like Star Wars fans are getting us bad, but I never heard anyone for the Mandalorian say, I wanna get a prescription a subscription to watch a half hour well, that, show. I'll tell you that that whole don't want to pay to watch has now gone away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, haters are hateful. I hate the haters. So, do you have any other uh, hateful stuff you want to bring up? Oh, like, here's a fun one. Here's week? a fun response. Okay. Were you reading this, by the way? Do you uh, want to say? I don't remember. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, did you wrote it down? I cut it and pasted it into oh, okay. Uh Here's someone, they quote, this is a response, quotes the um, 
actually I'll say this because it's William Sean McFly uh, you're gonna say William Shatner they quote him saying stop rewriting this brilliant universe with stupid convoluted plots to drive pointless action and drama and they respond it's not like this show is about time travelers who have to kidnap two members of an endangered species to satisfy an earth-killing alien probe that just says oh hi leaves and then nobody ever talks about it again or about a, a space-faring species who didn't realize that an entire planet no longer existed and just happened to land on the one that ha- that houses a megalomaniac with revenge on the brain. Or about a wormhole that is conveniently located just close enough to a newfangled space station the government just took over and isn't just the wormhole but the home to the gods of legend. Or about a captain who unilaterally makes decisions to sentence her entire crew to basically death and maroons them for 70 years because her feelings tell her it's not okay to have some colonists deal with their own issues. I mean, really. <laughs> that was a pretty good answer. Yeah. They're all convoluted. It's a science fiction. Right. <sighs> all right. Well, we'll continue to remain open-minded and practice absolute candor. Absolute candor. Yeah. Thank you for not listening. Not absolute hatred. Yes. Send us your emails, tweets, and baked cookies. Ooh.